Waiting for everybody to show up. Everybody here? No, I'm not here. No? Sorry, sure. Hey, sort of a good transition. Yeah. You did that hey perfectly with the music stopping. Right? The Fonz would have been proud. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the It's Too Wordy comic book podcast, where three buddies talk about comics from their childhood today. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. I'm Kirk. And today we will be discussing Children of the Atom, number one, and Crisis on Infinite Earths, issue 12, and I'm doing my little Kermit the Frog happy dance Yay! Thing. It's over. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We've completed it. <laughs> uh, let's let's do crisis first because I, I think we're going to have a longer discussion about Children of the Atom. Sure. Why not? Okay. So, uh, let's see. Crisis issue twelve. It's an extended issue because clearly twelve issues was not enough. Um. So the ragtag team of Dolphin, uh, Animal Man, Adam Strange, uh, the Atomic Knight, Atomic Knight, yep, um, and Captain Comet, and Rip Hunter, all land on Brainiac's ship, and or they're with Brainiac. Yeah, they land on Brainiac's ship. Brainiac's like, "Why are you on my ship?" They're like, uh, "Because our Earth's dead, and you need to help us." And he's like, well, that doesn't compute. And they <laughs> uploaded a file. And he's like, actually, I think this is a fantastic idea. I'll go with you. Um, and then the anti-monitors ghost-like things showing up in the sky. And the Superman are freaking out about it. And hey, that's another issue where they're sitting on top of a building lamenting. Are they really, though? I, I mean, think they probably are. Okay. You know, oh, he's yeah. probably like, oh, my wife is dead. My universe is dead. Clark's up there, like, holding him. See, I feel like it was more that way on the next page where old <laughs> Superman's using his vision uh, to see. He's like, great, Scott, the screams, Kal-El. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow. <laughs> uh, Harbinger shows up. Apparently, she's still not done talking. She's got more to say. She's recapped every issue so far in every book. Um, they go retrieve Dr. Light, who was supposed to be the savior from the last time, and that didn't work out so well, and he, she got Supergirl killed because she said, hey, Supergirl, and she turned around and got walloped. Um, Challengers of the Unknown start seeing light in the dark cave, and they're all excited about that. Uh, shadow people start showing up. And then we have to do the, uh, where you see all the superheroes fighting the shadow people. Um, we get a nice little, uh, where, let's see, they're trying to bring back the Spectre, because the Spectre's comatose, and Dead Man's just sitting there, kind of staring down at the group that's about to go off to fight the Anti-Monitor, and it's the usual suspects. The Superman 
Alexander Luther, Shazam, Pariah, uh, Dr. Light, you know, old and new Wonder Woman, Superboy, Negative Woman, uh, Martian Manhunter, uh, and Lady Quark. I mean, and is that dolphin behind Harbinger? Who's supposed to be on the ship with Brainiac? Anyhow. That's Power Girl. Is Okay, it's Power Girl. Notice, notice, I did not mention Batman being there. Yeah. Because Harbinger said, I brought all the people that are actually going to be worth something to this battle, and you're not it. Um, she didn't give him five minutes. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was my favorite part, is like Batman didn't have a answer to solve the anti-monitor. I mean, it, wouldn't he be the one that's supposed to have like a answer to all the problems? Just give him anyway. time to prep. <laughs> this, this is pre-crisis Batman, though, so yeah. he's probably doing the Batusi with Robin in the Batcave. <laughs> um, but I love that original Captain Adam look. Yes, it's super cool. I like that. And then we have Jade explaining why her dad, the Green Lantern, is not there because his ring's more magic-based, so he's helping fight off the uh, bad guys that are going to be attacking the Spectre because nobody asked her. <laughs> she just gave an explanation. All of them were looking at her like, nobody asked. Why are you? Leave us alone. And so then Alexander Luther, you know, starts using his Captain Power powers and he warps all these people uh, to another location. And Dead Man notices this really fast moving object going towards the thing and it jumps in as well. We're back on Brainiac's ship. Brainiac had said that, you know what? We need to bring in the big guns. We're going to go talk to Darkseid. Um, Darkseid's like, well, yeah, you guys warm down. I can help you now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. He does. Because previously he was like, don't care. Not my problem. I'll just sit back and wait for everybody to figure this out. And then we see Hawk and Dove. And because we haven't had a death in this issue yet, uh, Dove dies saving a kid and a shadow creature tears him apart. And the news reporters seem more shaken up by Dove dying than Supergirl or the Flash dying. Um, back to the mystics, and they are all trying to really get the magical powers going to help take care of the shadow people. Uh, they don't, hey, Ryan. Only, you know, Is this your favorite Etrigan scene? Because he doesn't talk. You know, it's not a bad one. (laughs) (laughs) I I would say yes. I I think I'm leaning towards yes. Um, they're on Quard. All the heroes show up on Quard, and all of a sudden, Kid Flash, who jumped in, he wasn't invited, but he got he jumped in. He's like, I don't know what happened to Barry. I'm going to find out what happened to Barry. This is why I'm here. I'm going to save Barry. And he sees an image of the Flash, and he goes chasing after the image, and he sees Psycho Pirate pulling out the Flash's costume from this massive amount of rubble, and Kid Flash is just screaming, no, 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 no. He knocks out Psycho Pirate. Lady Cork finds Barry's ring and then gives it to Wally. is like, okay, now it's time to follow me. Anti-Monitor shows up in his full-on outfit, 
they give a nice little page to uh, Mira um, and uh, Laura Lemaris, which I think is hilarious that she has to call her by her whole name. It forced me, Laura Lemaris. Got to keep that copyright. Cool. Uh, then we hop over and we see the shadow people are getting their butt, they're kicking everybody's butt. Um, Green Arrow's in trouble. Peacekeeper's looking at him, or Peacemaker's looking at him and going, yeah, I'm not going to help you. And then he got roasted, which, I mean, with the satellite, you expected that to happen. Um, Wildcat has no idea what she's doing. So Cyborg's telling her to move. Uh, let's see. We even get a check-in on... Um, Oh, what was the guy that... Uh, Shade the Changing Man? No. The, um, Warlord? Warlord, yes. We get a check-in on Warlord because he has to have an Infinite Crisis book. Uh, <laughs> Huntress is trapped under some rebel. Um, so... They go down and create a field around her to help protect her for a brief period of time. All the reporters are panicking... Uh, and finally the magic kicks in and the, this big old like fly swatter wraps around all these shadow people and pulls it away from Earth. In the meantime, all the heavy hitters are going after the anti-monitor and um, they tell Dr. Light, it's like, okay, it's your turn. You need to absorb the power of a sun. She's like, uh, no thank you, but I'll try. And so she's absorbing the power of the sun. Alexander Luther uses his Captain Universe powers and changes into a solar system and <laughs> shoots at the anti-monitor and Dr. Burn. Where am I? Negative uh, woman. Negative woman is using her powers now to help drain her, uh, drain him. And he yells out a big uh, and everybody thinks he's dead. But we still have like 12 more pages, so clearly he's not. That's the that's the giveaway, and they've only killed him like six times in this 12-issue series. Uh, <laughs> let's see. There is a glimmer of light in the anti-monitor, and he observes absorbing all the shadow people that he previously sent to Earth, and guess what? He's back, and he's back to kick butt. And so everybody's leaving the... Uh, negative zone and flying out of there and uh, second Superman's a little irritated with the first Superman and Lady Quark so he knocks them both out and hands them over to Superboy and goes leave I'm going to take out the anti-monitor I don't have anything else to live for Lois is gone uh, so he starts fighting the anti-monitor Superboy is very proud to have known him so he throws Lady Quark and Superman 1 out and goes flying back in to go after uh, anti-monitor Alexander Luther's like um, what's going on with me and his eyes are starting to turn blue kind of like a domino mask kind of thing and it's because Darkseid is using his powers to look through like or Alexander Luther's eyes um, wow anyhow uh, lots of stuff blows up. Superman throws, starts throwing stuff. Superboy starts throwing stuff. Uh, finally, let's see. 
Alexander Luther hits him with his Cyclops Blast. Um, and Anti-Monitor goes, I will not die. And Superman 2 is like, I had enough. And just knocks the crap out of him. And they're all tired. And apparently Alexander Luther has been hiding Lois, Earth 2 Lois, the whole time. And so she emerges from Alexander Luthor and he, Superboy, uh, Lois, and Alexander Luthor decide to go someplace else to find peace. And off they go. Pariah is able to finally find peace. Wonder Woman starts getting younger. Let's see. Everybody's kind of trying to fix the world that's been asunder and giving time to mourn the loss of all the heroes. Wally looks at the ring and pops on the Flash uniform. Um, This is where they put Jonah Hex into the future. Uh, Let's see. There's supposed to be issues with the Guardians of the Galaxy or Guardians of the Universe, but uh, nothing really ever happens if you read it. And we leave off with uh, nobody believing Psycho Pirate about anything that he saw because he remembers all of it. We're done! Yay! Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very thick, 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 thick read. Wow. It was bad. I remember it being a lot better. I do too. But, you know, when you read it with fresh eyes, like the first time, and then you read it again, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yep. Agreed. All right. That takes us to Children of the Atom, number one. What do you guys think? I, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, the only part I didn't like was, okay, focus on these new characters. Stop having the old X-Men talk about going to get them for five pages. It's just an argument between Cyclops, Rogue, not Rogue, Cyclops, Gene, Wolverine, and Nightcrawler for like five pages about should we get them, should we not? Should we bring them home? Should we just leave them alone? They had to finish their pool game. Uh, yeah, well, and you're not going to beat Cyclops at pool. I'm sorry. Unless Gene interferes. Or, you know, I wouldn't trust a mutant to play any of them to play pool with. They all cheat. They're all going to use their powers. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to cheat. Um, I was really confused in the beginning. Because they throw a lot of new characters at you, and they all have the same face. Oh, no, JR, JR didn't do this issue. And, okay, I do have another problem is, did they run out of character ideas? I mean, there's like 700 mutants in the Marvel Universe, and now they're rehashing characters. Thank you. (laughs) Cherub, who's a knockoff of Angel, Marvel guy. Cyclops uh, last. Cyclops last. Gimmick and Daycrawler. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, that's the only problem I have with this book is that they're a bunch of unoriginal bastards when it comes to characters. I mean, Daycrawler even has like the hoofed feet, like Nightcrawler does. And a Which tail. cover did you guys get? Uh, just cover A. Just the original one. Okay. I got them with their the four new characters, five new, whatever it is. The new characters along with their counterparts. Okay, so you got the variant. Yep. So it was interesting to see your favorite X-Men in here, uh, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Maggot. Yeah. Maggot showed up. They do have a funny little inter- like talk between Daycrawler and Maggot. Yeah. You know, do they really come out of your guts? Are they really your guts? <laughs> but I don't know. I once the X Men started to become like you can't kill them, or you can kill them, but they'll just resurrect. It kind of takes the uh, the drama of oh my god is this guy going to die out completely yeah i mean they're they're arguing that these kids aren't in the system and they can't be resurrected well you couldn't for the last 50 years so what's the deal yep and then they tried to go into krakoa and did they get kicked out or did they chicken out going to krakoa i See, have a lot of questions okay so in this right they have that uh a little blurb from that mutantsunmuted.com, right? And they're talking about like videos and like in the news and mutant fights. And um, there's one called Forum and it asks, but how do the gates work? And some kid responds, I tried the one in Washington Square Park and nothing happened. I was still in Manhattan. They only work for muties. My neighbor walked through them, through one and disappeared, right? So that is kind of like foreshadowing for what happens two pages later when they try to walk through the portal. So are these not mutants? Because, I, because Professor X can't pick them up on uh, Cerebro. They might not be. So I wonder if this is the Young Avengers part two. But in... Uh, Marauders, number one. Kitty Pride couldn't get into Mar- Krakoa either. Right, she broke her nose. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, but they kind of walked through it. They did walk through it, that's true. So, I'm wondering if these are just like powered kids who think they're mutants? Could be. You know, because they believe Spider-Man was a mutant for like 20 years before he finally told them he wasn't one. But, I don't know. What's your questions, Ryan? Well, that's one of... The one of them was like, it looks like they keep on trying to go through portals, but nothing's happening. I was getting very confused by that, because... Like, on that one, where Maggot and the other two go through, Pixie and whoever go through and they're still talking to you to them and then the kids never come through it's like uh okay so did they not go through then because the, the pictures that they did were not very clear and then towards the end when they were trying to go through 
I'm like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense. But I mean, it was just the way they laid out the panels and everything. I was trying, I thought I had missed something. But clearly, I didn't. It was just. Yeah, it wasn't even clear that they wanted to go with them. No. You know, um, just that, that hubris of, you're a mutant, you're coming with me. Why aren't they here? Well, maybe they have lives, you know? They kind of like laid it out. They kind of laid it out that they weren't ready to come in. Right. And that, that huge, like, well, this is your home. Well, no, it's not. It's your home, not mine. Stop trying to force me into living on Krakoa. I didn't really understand the whole... They did five pages of the X-Men. They did... I felt like they did an awful lot with the basketball thing, too. Yeah, they did. I'm like, what's the point? And by the time I got done with it, I actually kind of didn't think about the ending of Avengers. I thought, this is just a junior teen Titans, is what it is. I can see that. Especially when you look at... You know, because I got that cover where they show them and the counterpart. And it's so obvious. It's like, that I was like, you, what you guys are saying. Um, they ran out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. So they're just making knockoffs and we have to see their counterparts fighting about them. Yeah. I, I don't know. But Maggie was in it. There is a there's a preview for the new Darkhawk book. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, huh? Okay, I'm gonna give that a shot. I mean, it's Dan Abnett. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see. The final fate of Darkhawk is revealed. Bum bum bum. So, yeah, we'll uh, how many power rings? Um, I did get to, I did read it in one sitting, which I don't usually get a chance to do in comics, and it took forever for me to decide. Like, do I like these guys? Do I not? Do I just think like they're ripoffs of this, the old characters? Uh, it's a good story. I, I'll give it a three and a half. All right, Kurt. Uh, I like the story. I just can't get over the fact that they just threw up carbon copies of them. I don't know. Uh, I'll go three. Well. You know, I do really want to see Wolverine spotted fighting Ghost Rider wearing a cape. I kind of want to see that. Yeah. Because that's in one of those blurbs, too. You know? Saw like, that one, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Mr. Anti-X-Men. See, that's the thing. If I go low, it's, I don't want it to be defaulted because I don't like the X-Men because that's... I actually liked the 
story when they were out of costume more than when they, they were in costume. Because you're getting to know them a little bit. Yeah. Um, I found them annoying because they were just trying to be Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got to take off points because of the long whole X-Men thing. I, I think they could have done that in like four panels. And the basketball thing seemed to be very extended as well. But Maggot makes an appearance. I guess I'd go about three. Because I'm interested about the characters. I could care less about their like superpowers. I'm wondering which one's Kang. <laughs> no, it's Mephisto. Everybody's Mephisto, Nick. Right. But uh, in uh, Young Avengers, one of the kids ends up being Kang as a kid. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Iron Boy. I haven't read any of those. I should read those. Uh, get them in trade. Yeah, you're not going to find issues for those. They're not cheap. Well, you'll find them, but they're not cheap. Who was it that made appearance in that? Those that uh, Hawk Girl. Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't remember her name. Kate, Kate Bishop. Bishop. That's it. So because of that, it's it it go it's gone up in price. Uh huh. Yeah, the first issue is like 120 bucks. Jeebus. Yeah. Yeah, but you can find the trade cheap enough. Okay. All right. Well, that swings us around to our random reads. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. I picked up... The Amazing Spider-Man number 61. I had to see his new costume. (laughs) And I gotta tell you, it's not as cool as the symbiote suit. Um, This takes place after a major storyline called Kindred. He was dealing with Kindred. And it starts off, uh, Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, is talking to all the gangsters in the area, and he wants to get Boomerang because Boomerang has just recently saw the error of his ways and is now Peter Parker's roommate. Roommate, yep. <laughs> And they have an alien dog named Gog. Um, pretty much, Peter's on the verge of bankruptcy. Decides they started an Instagram about the pet Gog, and it's been pretty good. It's been a hit, but he's running out of money, so he... Uh, Goes to Nora Winters for a job because he's desperate. She runs a site called Threats and Menaces. 
at the bugle or whatever. It's not the bugle, is it? Yeah, the bugle and Spider World, right? I think it is. That's what I thought it was. Uh, so they go, and she shows him the new costume, and basically, in a nutshell, long story short, Peter Parker and his new suit, it enables him to give the fans a perspective from Spider-Man. You can be Spider-Man. He's now a Twitch streamer. And he has to say stupid jokes and stuff like that when he's taking on the bad guys. Didn't and he already do that without the costume or the new upgrade? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. And the two coolest things that I took out of this book was uh, the Kingpin, because he's still mayor of New York, and Bullseye making an appearance at the end. The suit is lame. I don't know. For having Bullseye at the end, I might pick up the next issue. But I don't want Spider-Man to be a Twitch streamer. Well, why not? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it would be okay as long as he's not a pretentious douchebag about it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I might give it a chance. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to give it... Where the story is going is kind of cool. I'll give it a three. I just don't like the... The fact that he has that they're videotape they're sorry, not videotaping. I'm old streaming his battles now with his against his rogues gallery. But yeah, that's pretty shit. Yeah, that's the only part I didn't like about the book. The other, you know, that it's kingpin and he's hiring all these people to get boomerang and all that is pretty cool. I like that story, but other than that. You can skip it. It's not really worth anything. So. Alright. So the suit just gives him streaming powers? Well. Well, it gives him streaming powers, and he's pretty much bulletproof. He's pretty much invulnerable in the suit. Is what I took away from it. So, they didn't really go too much into what the suit is capable of, other than the fact that it has cameras in the eyes. That's that's the only thing they went into with the suit. Yeah. He's his own Wi-Fi hotspot. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. He's just going to change his name. They're going to update Spider-Man to be hotspot. 
<laughs> well, I guess it makes them stronger and faster. And then something to do with the web shooters. I get. I don't know. I just. That's I just what don't. I. That's what I liked about Spider Man was he he wasn't the super strong he wasn't like super strong like you know like the Hulk or Thor he he was a human inside of a just like a spandex suit yeah he his web shooters would always be going out of webs and he'd have to like like um, he'd have to improvise right and now it just seems like hey we'll just we'll just make him Iron Man. Yep. You're bulletproof. You don't have to use your your spider senses anymore. You you can just take that bullet. Don't worry about dodging it. Um, yeah, so change the name to Iron Spider. Right. Just just kill Peter off. You're running out of ideas for him. As much as I don't want him yep. to die, and just like you start retiring these old characters. You're yep. running out of ideas. Pretty soon, Captain America is going to be running around the country in a van riding a motorcycle, um, mm. having a hotline, and drawing comics for a living. <laughs> sounds like, kind of sounds Ooh. like the 80s. Right. They're going to go back to that. They're like, Spidey's going to get the Captain Universe powers again, and he's going to fight the Tri-Sentinel, and then he's going to have another clone saga. And they're just going to keep rebringing things back. Yeah, it's time to start retiring, guys. He's had a good sixty years. Yeah, that is insane. He's one of the OGs. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they did like Miles Morales or something. Just went to Miles Morales doing it, or I don't know. A brand new... I don't, I don't know. Could you do a brand new person doing Spider-Man? They could clone Uncle Ben there and give go. him spider powers. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. And he's a zombie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Still more entertaining than Aunt May. Well, we haven't brought up Aunt May, what they're going to do with her. No. She's going to get the Venom suit. I'm surprised Aunt May never got a Venom suit. Everybody else has. Everybody else. Everybody in Spider-Man's universe that has had like three seconds of contact with Peter has gotten powers except Aunt May. And she probably has them. She's so naive. She doesn't. I she, wonder what Peter's doing. I forgot where I am. Yeah. She probably, you know, she probably in the, like that apron is probably made out of a, a symbiote. <laughs> yep. It's keeping her alive for the last 60 years. So that's all I got. Cool. I have one, Ryan. How many you got? I got one. Okay. Do you want to go? No, you go ahead. Okay. So I picked up a four-issue limited series from IDW. Came out in 2012. It's based on a Hasbro game and one of my all-time favorite movies, Clue. Um, 
written by Paul Allure and art by N Nelson Daniel. It starts out pretty much like you think a Clue comic would be. Uh, there's a huge mansion, and the uh, the butler named Upton breaks the fourth wall continuously. He's always like, he introduces you. He's like, once you've read the story, don't forget to check the inside back of the comic book for one of the three extra clues, right? And they, they show a car coming up to the mansion drive, and he looks at the camera, and he's like, ominous, right? And Does he look like Tim Curry? No. He, okay. he looks uh, like an old John Wayne. <laughs> if John Wayne was thin and British. Okay. And he introduces you to like all the new people. Like um, there's a couple detectives that show up. There's Dr. Orchid, Mr. Green, Miss Scarlet, Professor Plum, Detective Amarillo, Colonel Mustard, Miss Peacock, and Senator White. And they all are called to this house, just like, you know, the game and the movie to uh, have dinner and meet Mr. Body. Uh, it's based in Washington again. There's the senator knows one of the guys from the military. And then you have an Australian pop star. Right. She's there for to do a concert. She has nothing else to do. Like Mr. Body's a huge fan of her. So we invited her that night. There's a, a, a researcher who who funds a lot of like non-ethical kind of research. And he's kind of like a wild card. He's, he's like in his thirties, maybe tw late twenties. And he, he's kind of an a-hole, right? Uh, they're all sitting down for dinner. A bang goes off upstairs and Mr. Body's dead. Oh no. Right. And there is literally a smoking gun in one of the characters purses. Mm. Well, we find out who kills Mr. Body right there. Right. Like, okay, well now we know. So it, it can like completely diverges off of what the, the game, right now we don't care who killed Mr. Body cause we know. So it keeps going. Police show up. They pull everybody into rooms and they start talking to each other. Um, there is a scene where the the butler talks to the comic like editor, which is pretty funny. Um, he's telling him to remind the edit like the the editor to put this part in the book, and keeps on going with characters talking. They're finding like secret passages, and it comes to a part where, um, and I missed this the first time I read it. The lady who shot Mr. Body has now been killed in a room and one of the detectives is like, I don't know how she was killed. It could probably be a candlestick or lead pipe or a, possibly a revolver or a wrench or a knife. Maybe a rope, right? And the butler looks at you and he's like, to be continued. Well, obviously, that's how comic books work, right? And the cool part about this is the there's a reason for the multiple covers each cover for issue one has a different clue in the back. Oh, okay. So that is really cool. Like uh, they took a little bit from the movie, how they had three endings and they showed up at different theaters and you never saw the same ending. You know, um, 
unless you saw it multiple times. But yeah, there's multiple clues at the end for you to figure out who the murderer is. And that's why they did the multiple covers. Well, at least there's a good reason for it, for once. Uh, art's good. Story's pretty cool. If you like Clue, you like the movie. It's a, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good read. Nice. All right. I don't know what I was thinking, but I picked up Proctor Valley Road by Boom Studios. And I, when we were trying to figure out a book to get due last week, you know, before we picked Children of the Atom, I saw that one. I'm like, you know, this actually looks like it might be pretty, pretty good. I kind of read what it was about. Didn't pay attention to who the writer was, the art team, anything like that. Sounds like an interesting story. I'll pick it up. Pick it up. Get home. Go to read it. I see Grant Morris's name on it. And I almost put it back in the bag and just threw it on the floor. Uh, because I can't make heads or tails of what he's talking about in Green Lantern, so why would this make any sense? Um, and this is with a character I don't care anything about. However, this was actually kind of entertaining. Um, it's got the standard Boom Studio manga-ish art to it. Um... It's got that whole, uh, you know, that was the the old tale that, you know, the guy or there's a couple of people out on the makeout lane or whatever, and the guy shows up with a hook and they they tear out of there and the hook stuck to the car kind of thing. They have that kind of vibe going on in this uh, story. Um, so it's about a couple of cousins or two uh, two cousins. And they're two friends who just are kind of troublemakers in town. And uh, they're kids. And um, they're, they're just trying to save up for a concert and trying to figure out how to get some money. And they end up going into a carnival. And they convince these guys to come along with them because they started telling a story about uh, Proctor Valley Road. And these guys come along with them. And so the girls are trying to do a, like a, you know, a scary campfire tale type thing. The guys that were there just to get in their pants. <laughs> and the girls are like, yeah, not having it. So the guys start hiking back. And all of a sudden... They start dying. And they hop back over to the girls. And the police are ordering, talking to the girls, saying, Hey, we heard you um, were with these guys last night. Oh, and by the way, this was taking place um, during the Vietnam War. And one of the police, one of the officials that were there, was a um, military person saying that he think they thought the all the guys went missing because two or three of them had already gotten draft notices 
So they thought they were trying to get away. And the girls kind of know what happened to them, but they're not saying anything. I mean, so it's kind of a goofy, I guess it kind of, you know, it's kind of like that two moons we were doing last week where the, all of a sudden that creature showed up. I'm like, oh, it's going along that, that road and stuff, like more of a mystery type deal. But it was entertaining enough that I think it's going to be a slow burn. I'd probably check it out again. Um, and it made a lot more sense than anything that I've read in the Green Lantern books recently. So, I mean, that's got, I mean, right there's a leg up for Morrison for me. So, yeah, that's what I had. Cool. All right. So, uh, what about news, guys? You got any? Anything exciting at all? Uh... Piper and I watched uh, Thor Dark World and Iron Man 3. Are you watching them in chronological order? We're watching them in the way that it... The way it makes the movies make sense. Yeah, okay. And, uh... Yeah. I used to think Iron Man 3 is the worst movie out of all 22. It's Thor, isn't it? It's Thor. (laughs) Yeah. There was like four times Piper looked at me and went, I don't understand what's going on. What's going on? I said, I don't know. (laughs) Um, It really sucked because I really like Chris Eccleston. Yeah. The way that they had him do Malekith was just like, oh my god, you were you are my favorite Doctor Who, and just watching that was like, oh my god. But the suits for the elves were awesome. Yeah, visually it was, it was it was awesome. When. You can't explain what's going on and because <laughs> you don't understand it either. It's not a good movie. Yeah, I I remember watching it the first time. I tried to watch it a second time and I just couldn't do it. That was my second watch through. I hadn't watched it since I went and saw it in the theaters. But they really turned it around on the third one. Yeah, they got it. They they got it right with Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, Iron Man 3. <clears throat> the only thing I have a problem with that is that they bastardized the Mandarin. Did you see the uh, the special that they had on, uh, I think it's on YouTube, that they released uh, a, a special ending for that movie? No, I did not. Where the fake Mandarin is in prison, and he gets taken to a, a cell and gets told that the real Mandarin wants to talk to him. Oh, so there is a real Mandarin out there. We just haven't seen him yet. Okay, I remember seeing that. I can't remember what was that on. It was some special that they did. Um, you can probably find it on YouTube. 
Yeah. Okay. No, I remember seeing that. I just couldn't remember why I had seen it. Um. Like I told Piper, I said, "Now we got we got the shit one out of the shit ones out of the way. Now we're gonna get into some of the cool ones." What's next? So, uh, Winter Soldier. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that one's not too bad. That one's my favorite one out of all of them. It's the one I've watched the most. Um, yeah, Piper sent me the list. Yeah, it's uh, Winter Soldier, then the two Guardians movies, and then Age of Ultron is what we have coming up. Mm. And Age of Ultron's supposed to make more sense now that you, if you watched WandaVision is what they're saying. Okay, we may have one more crap with vol- uh, Volume 2 of Guardians. I don't know. That wasn't horrible. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> No, it wasn't. It's just... I don't know. I hope 3 is better. But I did watch Age of Ultron like a month ago before Piper and I started doing this marathon. And I actually didn't hate it like I did the first time I saw it. So... uh, Still have a problem with Ultron's suit. How his mouth moves? God, yeah. drives me nuts. I still have a problem with that, yeah. Now, do you have a problem with it, or is it your brother-in-law rubbing off on you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying, I, I, you know. Well, the fact that he made a costume that is a thousand times better than what they did in the movie, yes. Well, that's understandable, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just... <laughs> no, it just... I don't know. It just doesn't look like Ultron to me. I like James Spader as Ultron. Um, it's just... No, it's... It's just his mouth moves. <laughs> But. And also, my thing is like not everybody has to be funny. No. Yeah. He wants to kill the entire human race. Why is he joking around? Yeah. I did like his Pinocchio. There's no strings on me. Yeah. That was, that was creepy as fuck. But yeah. So. Yeah, that's what we did this weekend. And uh, what else did we do? I watched uh, Kid 90, uh, the documentary on Hulu about uh, Soleil Moon Fry video recording her her, uh, childhood. Yeah, I want to watch that too. It's... 
I'm going to let you know it's really good. It's just depressing as shit. It, uh, it's not a feel-good documentary. Well, no, it's about a child actor. Um, some things hit home. Like, uh, I remember when the kid, uh, what was it? Um, what was his name? Uh, hold on. Let me look for it real quick. Who was he in? Uh, Sequest, and he was in Sidekicks. Jonathan, um... Jonathan, um... Shoot. I got Jonathan Winters in my head, and I know that's not it. <laughs> no, he was Mirth from Earth. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jonathan. Jonathan... Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh... Jonathan Brandis. That's, That's it. it. Yep. How uh, Soleil and uh, he, he, they uh, thought they were going to get married. That's how close they were. And they play uh, voicemail messages to her from him right before he died. Ugh. Um. But she knew everybody. All the kid actors from then. She hung out with them all. Um, there's some cool parts. Some, you know, stuff I didn't really need to know about her. Um, things that if you were a parent today, I don't think... Well, even back then, you wouldn't have a pro- you would have a problem with it. There are some things that happen. Um, but yeah, just it was it was a good documentary. It's just Teresa and I were both like, "Well, this is really depressing." Uh, took me back to my. Uh, my time, it took me back to when we were growing up in the 90s. You know, late 80s, early 90s when we were teenagers. Um, I didn't have as cool friends, but you know. Was, I remember all the things that they were talking about. So, I don't know, yeah. It, it's really good, just like I said, depressing. Did they talk about yak backs at all? No. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I have is in June for the 80th anniversary of Captain America, Steve Rogers will be teaming up with Bucky, Sam, and John Walker. Get this, Nick. On a road trip across America to find his stolen shield. Great. And basically what it's going to be is they're going to be going to these little towns and it's going to feature 
characters that have taken up the mantle in their communities as Captain America. And the first one they'll be featuring is an LBG, LGBTQ hero named uh, Aaron Fisher. And his, he steps up to protect fellow runaways and the unhoused. And it's to honor Pride Month. So what do you guys think? Hard traveling heroes. That's what it felt like to me. They've done the they've done the traveling in a van so much. Like even Superman walked across the country and did like stories in each town. There's one where he was in Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. that's supposed to be Omaha, by the way. Yeah, the solicitation said Omaha, and it ended up being yeah Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I don't know. It's cool, but. There's got to be a better way to do it. I was thinking I was going to skip it. It's also the Avengers initiative with all the different Avengers from every state. Yeah. So. Is that really how you do a Captain America 80th anniversary? Just have him get in a truck with the other heroes that he's been hanging around with over the last 80 years? I guess. I would love for him to do something like a recap. Ah, with... A recap. <laughs> <laughs> Where he, like, sits down and, like, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool if he did, like, um, the best example I can come up with is, like, a uh, guy had the bar in Green Lantern, you know? And all the old Green Lantern guys sat around and talked and exchanged stories. Have Cap do that with like four or five people, you know, and they're exchanging stories. And like one of them over exaggerates, and Cap's like, Yeah, that really didn't happen. Like, exactly like that. But thanks, you know, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of along the lines of that. Uh, there's an issue of Batman where the kids are sitting around a campfire and Bruce Wayne is their, uh, their like um, scoutmaster, and the kids are all telling their interpretations of Batman. See, that's kind of cool. And he pops out of the shadows in Batman suit, and they're like, "Ah, come on, Mister Wayne, that looks ridiculous." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That sounds pretty cool. No, I'd I just, read that. Yeah, when you said next you next thing you know he'll be in a van going across country, and I had that story, <laughs> I was laughing. So, oh, oh. um, that's all I got. Anybody else got anything? Um, so I I'm up to episode sixty of He Man and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> I still have another two seasons to go. Nice. Like a season and a half. Um, yeah, after a while, you're like, hey, this is that same story you just did like 20 episodes ago. They're on a boat again? That same boat? Like, ah, oh, God. Okay. But I think as a kid, you just don't notice because I don't think they played every episode. You know, you come home 
and it's always the dragon episode mm -hmm. or and you, you don't in the Manny Faces episode you don't ever really get to see like the weird ones and yeah. uh it, there's there's a lot of like things that you catch in that cartoon when you're an adult that you don't when you're a kid. But um, I finished Captain Harlock season one from the seventies. That is a depressing story. Holy shit! They save the galaxy, save Earth from a giant uh, alien armada the size of a. I can't even describe how big this armada was, but they get back to Earth and everybody on Earth bans them from the world. So they have to leave again. And there's like, what did we just fight for? You bunch of arrogant pricks. And so they, they leave and then the aliens do a, like a surprise attack like, and just destroy the entire planet. And they, they leave a whole bunch of people behind just to uh, repopulate the world, which is like, good God. Um, I don't know. Uh, I want to spend more time reading comics once the, one of these days. But, you know. Yeah. And thanks, Ryan. Now I'm up to, I have 80 issues of FemForce now. All right. Nice. Yeah, I'm only uh, a third of the way in. <laughs> well, you know, you're at least that far. And let me tell you, Finding issues like 170 through 180 is going to be impossible because they're 50 bucks a piece. Uh, don't give up hope. They're, they are so rare. Some of them are so rare that the printer fucked up and ruined them before they were even shipped out. Wow. So, yeah. I'm like, I can't spend 100 bucks on a book about... Uh, I'll... I'll, I'll find them someday. I'm not going to find them all right now. Nope. It gives you something to look forward to, though. Yeah, because once I found out that Mike Grell left Warlord and Dan Jurgens took over, after, like, issue, like, 50, I was like, I'm done. I'll get the Mike Grells, but I will not get the Jurgens ones. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I think you just need to revisit some of his Superman stuff. Mm -mm. And you'll start appreciating them more. <laughs> no. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't mind oh. his Green Arrow stuff, but that's, you know, he worked with Mike Rell on that too. Yeah. Let's see. So... I've been catching up on stuff that I don't remember ever watching before. So Mad Max, Talladega Nights, uh, Over the Top. Oh, uh, yeah. Still plugging through Green Acres. Seems like there's something else. Clearly it was so good I forgot what it was. Uh, oh, whole nine yards. I, I remember watching that one. I didn't remember much about it. So yeah. Um, so I've been watching a whole bunch of just old junk. <laughs> Seeing how great it was. I uh, I've been dive deep doing deep dives in the music here lately. 
And right now I'm on David Bowie. And I started with his, you know, his early stuff, his 60s, like late 60s stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm up to, I just listened to Low and Heroes. I'm all the way through there now. Um, It doesn't sound the same at all, album to album. Nope. Which is awesome. So I, I was reading a, sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I was reading a, a old Rolling Stone with Bowie in it, and he was talking about how he always tried to reinvent himself and the reason why. Apparently, both of his parents were mentally ill, and he was afraid of um, split personalities. Yes. So he wanted to wear his personalities on the outside and not bring them inside of him. Okay. So that's why he was like, the Thin White Duke and Z Stardust and uh, Aladdin Sane. So he, he wore them on the outside and didn't want to keep them inside just in case something would happen. Yeah. And then uh, I've been watching a whole bunch of uh, stand-up comedy. <clears throat> and... If you have Tubi, it has a lot of George Carlin stuff. And it, pretty much what he was talking about back in the in the day is happening still. Um, and then I, I watched some Joe Rogan. I wanted to see if he's really a good comedian. <laughs> and he's actually quite funny. Um, I watched Bill Burr, all the stuff that they have for Bill Burr on Netflix. And once you figure out what his, his gimmick is, you don't get pissed off at him as much because he's a, um, He's an acquired taste, I will say, if you've never watched him. Uh, But the guy who... The two people who have made me laugh the hardest was Ali Wong. Uh, She was the writer for Fresh Off the Boat. And she's got that movie that Sony likes, Always Be My Maybe. Uh, she made me laugh the hardest and Joe Coy is absolutely hilarious so if you guys ever just feel like watching stand up comedy I recommend Joe Coy and Ali Wong but yeah I've been watching a lot of that because everything else is just so goddamn depressing that I need to laugh so Uh, everybody got quiet. Um, look up Dan Cummings. Dan Cummings? Yeah. I, uh, he, he, he works pretty blue, but he's really funny when he talks about like his kids and stuff. 
Okay. Really funny. What is his name? Jim Cummings? Dan? Dan, Dan Cummings? Cummings? Yep. Yeah, he's he's pretty funny, and he's got a couple like amazing podcasts too that he does. So if you ever want to like listen to like paranormal stuff or just he does deep dives into like weird history stuff, they're actually really funny. Okay. But I would I would recommend starting from the beginning because he does a lot of inside jokes as it goes on, and you'll be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You know. Okay. Because he'll he'll just do voices of like murderers, forty five episodes on, and you're like, "What is that?" Oh, that's Chikatilo from episode forty five, and it's like episode ninety. You know. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would start from the beginnings on those if you if you want. They're funny and entertaining, and he's just he's he's not boring like a lot of other people that do like history podcasts or or stuff. And his paranormal one is him and his wife telling stories to each other to freak her out. Awesome. And then she gets involved later, and just starts helping out. And it's really funny to hear the two people like. Trying to freak each other out. Uh, I also saved uh, the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai on Tubi to watch because it's been a long time since I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock and Roll High School. Um, it's got the Ramones, so. Good guys were black. I've never seen it. So what? The classic Chuck Norris. Mm-mm. There's so, one scene where he jumps through a windshield, and you just you need to watch it just for that one scene, because it was like the worst costumed stuntman ever. Like the wind <laughs> started to fall off, the mustache is falling out. Oh. And uh, Death Race 2000 with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. You seen it yet? I remember watching it as a kid, but I don't. I haven't watched it since I. <laughs> as an adult. Yeah. So. so. It's got Didn't David Carradine. Did a remake of that? Yes. Okay. So that's on Tubi as well. Tubi's got some some good stuff. And it's free if you deal with the commercials. But you have to deal with commercials, so anybody got anything else? Trying to think. Oh, I opened my online store. So now I have two. I have my Etsy, and I have my own webpage selling comic book nerd rock and roll vintage 80s t-shirts. So if you go to uh, revenantfashions.com, R-E-V-E-N-R-E-V-E-N-A-N-T fashions.com, 
Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to find a lot of like weird crap, like not the normal stuff. So, if you want to check that out, please do help me out, help the show out. Be very appreciated. I found a Bowie shirt I want on there, so. The Station to Station shirt? That wasn't the one, but no. that one's cool, too. Oh, I love that one. That one's pretty cool. I, I want the Aladdin Sane. Yeah? Yeah. That's my one of my favorite albums of his. Yeah, I'm trying to put up, like, stuff that I know my friends like. And not to sell it to you. But just like I'm like okay, so I know Kirk likes this one. I know Ryan's gonna like Green Lantern number fifty one. I know. <laughs> um, I tried to find Culture Club for Teresa. I can't. I found Duran Duran, nice. but they're not cool. But they're not. They're not good Duran Duran not shirts. Good, not, not good Duran Duran shirts. No. Okay. Uh, they're. Uh, yeah. Uh, I found a lot of crap I want to throw on there, but I want to keep it small for right now. I don't want to throw a whole bunch of stuff on there. Sure. Like I found um, those costume shirts, like front and back of Optimus Prime, Megatron, Soundwave, Shockwave, Bumblebee, He-Man, Skeletor, Man-at-Arms. Uh, I think there was a Tila one, which I think would be absolutely hilarious if I wore one. Um, cool. Just... Some Battlestar Galactica, some Star Trek, everything. You know, I want the shirt from Discovery that just says Disco on it, but I they don't have the license to that one yet, so I can't get that one. But hopefully soon, hopefully soon I can get some Marvel stuff and some Star Wars stuff. But for right now, it's it's like uh, the Voltron stuff's pretty cool. Yeah. Voltron stuff, I was like, holy shit. It's like, I, I wanted to find like the classic ones with the classic characters. I didn't want the new stuff. Yeah. Even though I really like the new one, I, I think the, the old one speaks more to our generation. I agree. But This ain't your kid's website. No, and like the rock and roll ones, like there's some new bands on, like that I can pick, and I'm like, you know, I don't care for new bands, so I'm going to stick to ACDC, Aerosmith, you know, Def Leppard, stuff like that, stuff that I like, and I found a Cinderella shirt. Like I was like, oh my god, Cinderella. Nice! But, so I might throw Cinderella up. Uh, what was the band I was just going to... Uh. Debbie Gibson? No, you took you said Def Leppard and I went blank. Uh, found some Ario Speedwagon and some... <laughs> Oh, I'm looking for a new Aerosmith shirt because the cat ripped the shit out of my, my vintage looking one. Nice. So Yeah, I'll see what I can find. Okay. Bon Jovi. But I I I could pick like 800 Batman shirts to throw up there. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. A lot of them are just the same repetitive crap, but I'm trying to like handpick the ones that I think are ones that I've never seen. So, 
The Scott Weiland ones are pretty cool. If you miss Scott Weiland like I do. I miss good old STP. I liked him better with Velvet Revolver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Stone Temple Pilots. But he is the reason why Velvet Revolver broke up. Yeah. There are some really cool shirts on there. I was playing around in there the other day looking at all of them. Yeah. I, I, was t I talked to uh, Pinterest on the phone. Like they called me and they were like talking about marketing and stuff. And um, yeah, he was like, if you want to do this without spending money, like I was like, what? You're going to talk to me about how to make money on your site without spending any money on your site? He's like, just uh, focus on your brand and pump out ads all day long. After like two years, you'll have a million followers. I was like, I can't make 10 ads a day, dude. I have a job. So, yeah. Anybody out there that can make me some uh, sweet, sweet Pinterest ads, I'd love it. But, yeah. It's it's weird. Like I'm just like I'm just waiting for that first sale. Like come on, come on, come on. <laughs> and it's like I don't know. It's a weird experience. Watching your numbers and stuff. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. But I do want to find other suppliers and stuff for it. Get those on there. That station to station shirt's pretty cool, though. I think I'm gonna order a six X. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think I know Sonia wants to get some of the uh, the Pink Floyd's and probably some Elvis ones. I threw the Elvis one on there for Teresa and Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's not a lot of cool Elvis shirts. There's just not. But um, I put up there's some Tommy Boy ones that I was like, oh my god. Like I've I've seen the Callahan Auto one before, but I've never seen the Zelinsky Auto ones. No, I've never seen those. Yeah. And it's funny too, like when you're looking at your Etsy page and you're like, you can see what people type in for their search bars and what mm -hmm. drives them to you. And I put up some, uh, some uh, golden age pinup covers, right? And uh, one of my tags is bikini because they wore bikinis, so I put it in there. You can do like 13 tags, and I was like, okay, what, what, what else is on here? Okay. Okay, she's wearing a bikini, right? And one guy put in, as a search 
like what drove him to my site was Golden Girl Bikini. Hmm. I was like, really? You want a naked picture of B. Arthur? Is that one of your demands? <laughs> Nudies, nudie pick of B. Arthur. Right on. <laughs> like, oh my god. Maybe it's a bikini with all four golden girls on it. <laughs> Should I make one? Which doesn't help. But <laughs> I, I can make a bikini. I, I have to design it. I have to find a picture of Blanche and Rose. Okay, who on what what part of the bikini would you put each girl? I think well, I think Blanche has gotta be a top. Bottom. Really? You think bottom? She liked the vagina. She liked it. She did like the vagina. So I'm going to have to say she has to go on the bottom. The Well, the mom would have to be on the backside. <laughs> because she had a potty mouth. Right. So grandma would go on the back. Jeez. And uh, Rose. The picture and... of Betty White would have to have her hands over her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She, she's kind of... She's a badass. So, yeah, I can, I can make. I, it's funny because I can make swimsuits. But yeah, which are my like the number one look like on my webpage is my my swimsuits. Well, that's cool. So, it's very weird. I have more of like like favorites for those than I do for anything else. But all right, guys, it's coming really good. Yeah, I just want to keep it small for right now. And then add more stuff onto it as we go. All right. All right. Okay. I think that'll wrap us up for tonight. Um. Any any final thoughts from anybody? Pray for me. I've got seven hours of uh, Justice League looking at me ahead. <laughs> Three days. So, yeah. I'll let you guys know what I thought of it next week. I think you need to do the Justice League trifecta. you got to watch that original really crappy 70, early 80s one. Oh. And then... <laughs> I have it on VHS if you have a VCR. A VCR? You can get one at Goodwill, but then you have to buy a TV with it. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. We were, I was talking to Piper, and uh, we were in the car listening to mu- uh, music. I'm trying to get her into different stuff. Like She likes the Arctic Monkeys, which is cool because we're not listening to Ariana Grande anymore. Um, but the the she's into No Doubt. So, and the uh, 
it started buffering on me. I was like, back in my day, <laughs> we, we had to listen to a tape or a CD and we liked it. And she just looked at me. And then we were watching a movie and the same thing happened. It started buffering. It was like, back in my day, we had to watch it on a VCR with the VHS tape and we liked it. <laughs> we had to use the tracking button. Yeah. <laughs> that made her laugh. <laughs> but yeah, just pray for me. I'm going to take one for the team. Review next week. Cool. Awesome. Can't wait. All right. Well, with that being said, gentlemen, we'll wrap it up for the evening. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back next week, 7 Central. Bye. See you guys. See ya.